This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this program on this beautiful Thursday, July 2nd. We're rolling into July 4th, our nation's celebration of independence Come on. from the evil rule of the Britons, yep. the British, the Redcoats. <laughs> Yes. No, my mom was British, so I can't get too mad at the British. I'm half British myself. Same here. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. We want to be careful. We don't throw too many stones at the British. We might hit ourselves in the forehead with one accidentally. Uh, no, we do love uh, celebrating our independence. So I, I like the 4th. I think it's a fun holiday. I like things that blow up in bright colors. I'm still a bit childlike in that uh, enjoying fireworks and that. How about you, David? Easily my second or first favorite holiday. You <laughs> blow stuff up and eat and spend time with your family. Yeah, that's good. You I know. mean, what could be wrong with that? Barbecue, blow stuff up. And I, mean, I should say Christmas, but Christmas is so much work. Like, Christmas is can be exhausting. And I get to blow nothing up. Nothing. Well, you know, if you'd move to Guatemala, Guatemala, they actually celebrate Christmas with fireworks. Nice. I mean, starting at 10 o'clock till 2 o'clock in the morning, it sounds like World War III and, and Guatemala City. I mean, literally, it's crazy sounding. And their fireworks are not controlled by the government. They're like, they're making them in their back room and they blow. I mean, they're powerful. We better get into this, though. This yeah. is Morning Breath. We are a drive time <laughs> devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. And we do that by reading a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word with the Lord, and then we uh, come down here to the studio, read it on the air. And then talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor David Gammon. How you doing again? I'm Pastor doing David. great. I'm doing great. Yeah, good to have you, man. Good to be here. I tell folks I get connected. We want you guys to jump in. Best way to do that is go to our website, eccc.us, or go get our app wherever you get your apps for your mobile devices. Just type in East Coast app. It's going to have a little blue background with like a white cross on it. It's going to be great. Anything East Coast Christian Center related in our culture yeah. and our community, we're very intentional digitally to help you take your next step with Jesus and be able to do that seven days a week. We know a lot of people in a lot of different seasons of life. Yep. You know, you got a lot of different schedules. So, man, that's a great way to find out what's going on and what your family can plug into and what your family can do together with taking your next step with Jesus. Um, another thing you can do is call the church, 321-452-1060 and we'll take care of you, um, whatever meets your needs the Absolutely. best we can. Absolutely. So we don't have very many announcements, but we still have the big announcement of camp. Yes. Youth camp is coming up. That is uh, age group from seventh graders mm-hmm. to graduating seniors. Yes. Graduating seniors, because this is your kind of your last shot at camp, we do a $100 discount so you guys can come. And so that would uh, that's a big break, and it's 495 if you're not a graduating senior, but if you are, it's 395 We would love to have you, and it is going to be an incredible camp. We've got a tremendous amount of people signed up for it already, and uh, it's going to be cool. And we are still going to do social distancing, and it's going to be safe uh, for your children, and Camp Clog was working really hard at that, and so are we. I'm uh, I'm super excited. I, this will be like my sixth or seventh year speaking at camp, and— uh, I've done all the different nights, but probably this is my most ex- I've ever been excited for is because Nancy, my wife, is going to be preaching with me. Oh, cool. And we've been working on stuff. So if you got a teenager out there, trust me, this is going to be fun and engaging and Christ-centered the whole week. It's going to be awesome and that, family-centered, too. That's exciting. And I will say that you hear something like this, and this is a couple of weeks in advance, but I know that, that David's uh, worked on this. We really take this camp serious, mm-hmm. and— 
uh, those that speak at the camp, uh, work on it for weeks, months even sometimes to make sure that we're saying what God wants us to say in a way that is captivating to young people. And the camp is a, it's an incredible event. And uh, when you talk to these kids later on, especially later on in life, but even at the camps, even though there's all sorts of fun, they'll come back again and again and say the times of worship mm-hmm. and getting in the Word and those evening meetings are just what they love the best. Amen. Yeah, it's life-changing. Anyway, so let's uh, move on. Anything else we need to say? How about, how about you, Nick? How you doing over there? I'm doing really good. Good, man. How come he has those fancy uptown blue, blue, there it is. blue <laughs> headphones and we've got these old it's black b- ones? It's been like a minute. I feel like you're Dr. Dre and we're Eminem. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that reference. I mean, I know the people, but I don't really you okay. know Okay, we that feel like reference. you're... Um, Cooler than us. Yeah, that's a good way of saying <laughs> that. Yeah, you're you're one of the cool kids and we're like... Just All based the, off your headset. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the way that works, isn't it? You, yep. you guys, yep. cool. you guys yep. said it. I didn't yeah. It was like back it. in the day, the first kid that got the Air Jordans. It was yeah. like, oh my goodness. No, maybe For was, me, it was back in the day when the first kid who got Converse, oh, Chucks. Yeah, yeah, now Chucks go. are popular again. Yeah. But back in the day, they gave you, these were good <laughs> tennis shoes, and these flat, no-support things were what people were playing basketball. It's amazing they lasted wow. as long as they did. But anyway, what chapter are we in today? 12? Uh, yep, St. Corinthians yep. 12. Well, we got a good chapter here, and uh, we're going to read that. I'm going to read New King James. What are you going to read? Uh, New Living Translation. New Living. I'm interested in how the New Living words some things. Same um, here. Let me see. So we have uh, 21 verses, so I'm going to read. I'm just going to read to verse 10 because there is a there is a pretty strong break right there from what he was, what he's talking about, kind of moving into some other things. So I'll read 1 through 10. You read 11 through 21. Okay, perfect. All right, Pastor Ant, I say to you, read, sir. It is doubtless not profitable, profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, nor will I speak the truth. Excuse me, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. He, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. You have made me act like a fool. You ought to be writing commendations for me, for I am not at all inferior to these super apostles, even though I am nothing at all. When I was with you, I certainly gave you proof that I am an apostle, for I patiently did many signs and wonders and miracles among you. The only thing I failed to do, which I do in other churches, was to become a financial burden to you. Please forgive me for this wrong. Now I am coming to you for a third time, and I will not be a burden to you. I do not want what you have. I want you." 
After all, children do not provide for their parents, rather parents provide for their children. I will gladly spend myself and all I have for you, even though it seems that the more I love you, the less you love me. This, some of you admit I was not a burden to you, but others still think I was sneaky and took advantage of you by trickery. But how? Did any of them, any of the men I sent to you take advantage of you when I urged Titus to visit you and sent our other brothers with him? Did Titus take advantage of you? No, for we have the same spirit and walk in each other's steps, doing things the same way. Perhaps you think we're saying these things just to defend ourselves. No, we tell you this as Christ's servants. And with God as our witness, everything we do, dear friends, is to strengthen you. For I am afraid that when I come, I won't like what I find and you won't like my response. I am afraid that I will find quarreling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly behavior. Yes, I am afraid that when I come again, God will humble me in your presence and I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. You have not repented of your impurity sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pleasures. Amen. Well, there's uh, quite a few uh, maybe even controversial things in this chapter, but uh, I would, uh, I'm just going to share one quick thing um, on uh, just prayer. I think it's interesting in verse 8, Paul says this, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And I just want to hold it there for a minute. I don't want to talk about the thing he's praying about so much or uh, any of that. I just want to take note that Paul here said, I I plead with the Lord three times. In other words, he prayed three times. Now, I think that's interesting. If you were to ask most Christians in most circumstances or situations of their life, how many times have you prayed about that? One, I don't think most of us could remember. Number two, I think it would probably be, in many cases, multitude of times. You know, I've been praying for this for 10 years, I've heard people say. and uh, But Paul recognized maybe one of the biggest things in his life that he'd prayed three times about it. Now, I'm of the belief or of the, of the ilk, to use a, use a little different word there, that when I pray and ask God for something, I'm to believe I receive it and then move on. So if I believe I receive it, I don't need to pray for it again. In other words, if when I pray, believing that you receive it, ye shall have it. If, if that's my, you know, my mindset, okay, I'm asking God for whatever it is. I've got a bottle of water here. I ask the Lord for a bottle of water. Lord, can I have a bottle of water in the name of Jesus? Amen. The Bible says at that point I need to believe I receive it. So if I believe that, why would I ask again? Even though I can't see it yet, the Bible says when you pray, believe that you receive it. So Mm -hmm. if you believe it, you shouldn't be asking for it again and again and again. I think that is a kind of a a key point in prayer that I'd like people to maybe consider. I only know of one time where Jesus prayed twice, um, and that's when he was uh, praying for the guy who was blind, and he put some things on his, put some stuff on his eyes, and he says, what do you see? I see men as trees walking, and then he prays again, and then his vision is totally restored to him. Um, it is uh, not—it's something I think we've gone way too far on the other extreme and that we need to have a, a lifestyle of prayer 
that's a bit more faith-filled, a bit more focused on if I ask God for it, I've received it, and that's it. I, I don't need to ask again. Now, that doesn't mean I don't thank him for it continually. I don't walk in praise or I don't say, Lord, thank you. I don't have that bottle of water yet in the natural. I don't see it. But because I believe I received it, I thank him for it. Lord, I want to thank you that you heard me. I want to thank you that you always hear me. And even Jesus used language like that sometimes when Lazarus was getting raised from the dead. He uh, he said, uh, he, when he spoke out loud, he said, Lord, I know you always hear me. He made sure to— This re- is for them. He's yeah, like, this, this is, is for, for you guys, yeah. not for me. Uh-huh. Me and God are okay on this. We mm-hmm. got it. We already understand yeah, where already this talked. is at. Yeah, we already had a conversation. But for you guys mm-hmm. out there, you need to understand I'm going to say some of my prayers out loud again mm-hmm. so you guys can get on board and learn learn from it. So I think it's interesting that Paul would remember— and know that on this big deal, he went to God three times about it and said, God, you know, I want to get rid of this. What about it? And uh, we, we could talk about what this is and all that, but the point of the matter that I want to bring out first is I really encourage you to get into where where Jesus tells us in Matthew to uh, to pray in the name of the Lord and what happens and how we should pray and how we should receive and how we should kind of walk that out. It's very important. And it's that um, it's actually really beautiful because you get to see a side of Paul that with, if given unto ourselves, we would say that that's weakness in us, that, we, oh, man, this is the way we are. We're weak. And, and it's Paul has a dependency here. And our whole culture, if you're dependent on a person, if you're dependent on a substance, if you're dependent on on anything, we have a weakness connotation to that. Yeah. But the kingdom of heaven's upside down. Yep. You know, we actually, a sign of maturity, a spiritual maturity, is actually to be fully dependent on Jesus. And that's what Paul is. He's like, I don't want to make a move until I know my heavenly father has spoken into this. And you can even see um, in, in Psalms, the, the psalmists are, are like, God, w- our enemies are doing this, but we're looking at you. Yep. We've done that, but we're looking at you. And that is like, like I love that parallel with, with Jesus, that his connection, first and foremost, was with, it, was with the kingdom of heaven. And that he was fully dependent on that for what was to happen in the natural. And that's that's something about Paul that in this chapter that kind of really stood out to me. Yes, is, definitely. Is that you see the fruits of his dependency on his heavenly father. And he says, and he's talking about bragging and boasting. <laughs> and the, the problem here is the Corinthians are not standing up for him. And they should. He started the church. He was the one who brought the gospel to him. He has a lot of credentials in their lives, but they're not sharing them. So he is boasting, but what he's boasting is he's boasting in his weaknesses. He's boasted, boasting in the things that have been hard, difficult in his life, but that yet God sustained him. And so he's not really boasting in his weakness. He's boasting in how evident God's strength was in his weakness. And so he's doing it in such a way that should, uh, you know, sting a little bit to the Corinthians when they read this. And he and he talks about that that uh, in that last verse where he says, when I come again, my God will humble me among you and I shall mourn for many and uh, who have sinned. And there's, there's some, you know, pointing to where these guys are going to be at in this process. They're going to be they're going to be ashamed of the way they treated him, and they should be. I mean, anytime you throw this guy out, 
who really got things going for you and is so concerned about you. He never received an offering from you. That's what he's dealing with in verse 13. Mm -hmm. For what is it in which you were inferior to other churches, except that I myself was not burdensome to you? Forgive me this wrong. Several times in in 1st and 2nd Corinthians, he talks about his his desire not to receive money from them. And uh, he actually says in this verse, though, forgive me this wrong. In other words, the Bible's pretty clear that those who receive from the gospel should support those who are giving to them from the gospel. And uh, he's actually saying, forgive me, this is wrong. But then he says later, I don't want to jump ahead to the next chapter, That, but I'm not going to change that. I'm still mm-hmm. not going to receive offerings from you because I want you to understand. And then he talks about, I do not seek yours, but you. In other words, I'm not, this isn't all about what I can get from you. This is all about what I can give you. And this is all about, in fact, even more than what I can give you, this is all about you. And the minister that keeps people in mind, and, and I'm, I'm going to say something here, and this is, this is difficult for me because I've never been good at this on one hand and never felt comfortable on it. I've never been one to build my own platform. The day and age we live in, though, is very different, uh, and and in some ways, I did build my platform. I just did it in a very different way than what people do nowadays. I very rarely even shared what the church ever did outside of, you know, I a given secret. I you know we do something. I've, I've paved parking lots for other churches, built signs, put roofs on, all that stuff, and many people never even heard about it. And uh, I get it. You know, that's just my, the way that I felt most comfortable doing it. But on the other hand, today, you know, if you don't have a Twitter account and a TikTok account and a Facebook page and, a, you know, you go right down the line all the ways, and there are books on building your platform um, that teach you how to get everything going. I had a very good friend and a very famous guy come and say, man, you're just about, uh silent on social media. And I said, yeah, just not good at it. I don't feel like that's my field or where I'm good. David's good at it and appreciate the way that he handles that because we need it now. You know, I went on the radio over 20 years ago. That was probably building my platform back then. You know, we we built a church. That's the way we built our platform back then. And so there's this line that I think we've got to be careful of building, and the whole thing boils down to why. Mm-hmm. It's a motive thing. It's not a actual what it is, whether it's Facebook or radio or building a church or TikTok. None of that matters. What matters is, like Paul said here, I'm not after yours. I'm after you. This I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. And the true minister, the true humble minister, is going to be all about helping people. Mm-hmm. And as long as you keep people in the foreground and and helping them as your priority, then you're going to be fine using all the tools available to you today, including all the social media stuff and ways to get the gospel out in people's lives. I mean, if you look what Life Church TV's done. Incredible. Um, they've reached literally, I don't know if it's up to a billion people now. It's a crazy, I think it has. A I crazy think it's number. Through the YouVersion Bible, and that's all that kind of stuff. See, and myself, like like Pastor Adam was saying, is you know I do a lot of the digital marketing here at the church. I'm a 
a big part of our digital uh, planning and, and, and strategy team. I have my own YouTube channel. I have my own TikTok channel. I actually love TikTok. I don't like TikTok. I love TikTok. And rather listening and you're a parent, you're like, I hate TikTok. Trust me, social media is not bad. It's a reflection of the brokenness inside of humans that actually gets put on display. Mm. So I I feel it's a great way to get the gospel up. But what Pastor Dan is saying is so spot on. And But the flip side, the flip side I see on I feel is like, I like how Paul says, hey, when I was there, I walked this way. When Titus was there, he walked just like me. When my other brother was there, he walked just like me. And that the responses from the believers that we we have one unified voice that's being led by one spirit to lift up the one name of Jesus. And what happens though is we'll lose focus on that. And I, and I know I'm speaking to somebody here, but is that you wind up needing, see, you needed to, we, need, we talked about dependency first, but now... You need validation from somebody else. And now you need validation from this platform. But Paul said here, my validation isn't what you Corinthians give me. But he had to wrestle with it because he felt it. You know, he's feeling it. So I love that you get to see the human side of Paul being like, listen, I ain't, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pull punches. Y'all really kind of need to be a little more grateful for all I'm doing in your life. He writes to this poor church in Turkey that we know is Galatians, the book of Galatians, Galatians 6.6. 6. He says, hey, you need to bless the man of God that brings you the word of God. All right. And he's kind of pulled that punch from them and they're not even grateful. But you're probably thinking right now, you might have a spouse that doesn't doesn't feel grateful, a child that doesn't feel grateful, a coworker that doesn't feel grateful. He's saying, hey, listen, we need to continue to do what God's calling us to do to bring out Jesus in people's lives and, and understand who we are and get that perspective. Because when somebody else can't validate you, um, we need to have validation already in Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing I'll say about that is one of the reasons it was important for Paul to correct them in this area is uh, we've all done this. If we do not respect someone, if we do not value someone, if we do not take their opinion in high regard, if we've taken someone that maybe at one time had that position in our life and we've pushed them down and put them on a back burner in our heart and mind, we are very likely not going to receive from them. We are very likely not going to hold what they say in high esteem if we don't hold them in high esteem. And so Paul is uh, concerned about it here on one of the sides is for their own good. Here he is, the only one with the true gospel. He's not a Judaizer. He's not trying to mix the law with it. He's coming in with the pure grace of God, and they are minimizing him because of some broken things in their lives. And when someone minimizes someone— they minimize what that someone has to offer. And that's why Paul, one of the way, one of the reasons Paul's going after him here in this area is because, hey, guys, I, I not because I'm all that, but I, what I've got is all that and who I serve is all that. And you, those other guys serve their own bellies. Mm-hmm. And so you better pay attention to what I've got to say here well, there and was, don't forget. There was one person when I first started uh, speaking and—, and it ebbs and flows. Now, I'd love to tell you guys, I preach 50 times a year. I'd love to tell you every time I leave the platform, I just look up in heaven and know Jesus is smiling and I feel so uh-huh. good. That is such a lie. Uh-huh. I look at my wife. I look at my friends. And, you know, occasionally I also still go to social media. I'm a human being, all right? But I, there is lines where I draw on the sand and saying, hey, listen, I'm not going to run somebody down for a pat on the back. I'm not going to have to. I'm not going to preach for another person's validation. <clears throat> Excuse me. You also shouldn't live your life for another person's validation. That could be a very deadly trap. Very. They did not give you the gift. If I've heard before, if you are built by the applause of men, you'll be broken by the lack of the applause of men. 
So, and that come that goes to all aspects of our lives. So we need to just stay humble. I honestly, when I post a video that I, I worked on a lot, I get discouraged if it doesn't have good returns, if it doesn't have good views or likes. But that isn't like Pastor Ian said. That isn't why I went into this, though. That isn't why I made the video. I made and I wrote it down. I made the video to set captives free. I didn't make the video to become popular. Yeah, and so and the other thing that you see here, a lot of times God's economy is not our economy. And for example. Uh, God uh, had Jesus cross the lake, go to the mm-hmm. other side, Sea of Galilee, and minister to one demon-possessed man and then come back to the other side. So, so the economy of God doesn't always work like us. Oh, I reached millions. Well, did you actually change one? And so, yeah, it's good to reach millions, but it's also good to reach one. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Hit it, Pastor David. So as a dad of young kids right now, um, four of them all under eight, 
uh, this scripture really like rings true in my heart. My grace is all you need. My power works best in your weakness because my mm. kids never really full when they, where and how weak they are. And they'll try something and I'll be like, little one, don't do that. Let me step in here. Little one, let me take care of that. And they sometimes find out the hard way <laughs> that it's better to have dad do some stuff and dad's timing with them. And that really rings true because the next verse is, so now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. In the same way that, you know, a, a father and mother helps a young child is the same way you're meant to live your whole spiritual walk with Jesus. It's not meant to be done alone, but it's meant to be done together. Him opening up and doing stuff through you and for you that you could never do on your own. So you can experience those green pastures of rest. So you can experience the moments of his peace um, is by allowing him to be a part of your story. That last verse there, lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, and I shall mourn for many who have sinned before and not repented of the uncleanness, fornication, and lewdness which they have practiced. When you talk about working together, um, there was a time when a young man asked, uh, when when do you think I'll be free of the sin to, sins of the flesh? You know, they were single. They thought they'd be free when they were married. And I said, you know, you'll be, I think it'll probably be safe about four or five years after you're dead. <laughs> you'll be safe. Um, it doesn't matter how old you are. It matters who you serve. God bless you guys. Serve God Jesus bless. today. We love you. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.